All right, college baseball fans, we have an excellent guest, one of my childhood heroes uh, on the show here today. Um, hit the game-winning walk-off home run in the 18th inning, if you remember it, back in 2005 for the Astros. Chris Burke still does a lot with college baseball, University of Tennessee alum. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. We're going to have a good time together. My pleasure. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So um, just a little breakdown of this interview. And we're going to talk a little bit about your outstanding college career at Tennessee. Um, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, the Tennessee program today and like how they're doing and, you know, how they are hosting probably the biggest series they've had in the last 20 years against Vanderbilt this weekend. And then we do the little weekend pick em preview or sorry, not we can we can preview. We can pick them. We're going to do five series and you got to pick the winner. And uh, we keep a little ranking system from all our guests. So, OK. As long as I beat KP, I'm good. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember what he did. I don't remember what he did. I think he might have went three and two. Or did we even do it? With who, him? who? Kyle Peterson. Kyle, P- Peterson, we did on a Monday. We didn't yeah. do a pick him. Yeah, he's he wasn't he wasn't qualified enough for the. Uh, uh, he win. Perfect. I already went. You already win. So actually, I don't know. Sorensen got his ass kicked. Yeah. Oh, Stitchhead. Yeah. Stitchhead got destroyed. But um, anyways, dude, let's talk a little bit about. Like your playing days at Tennessee, man. We were, I was just looking up your numbers, doing a little last-minute research, and I didn't realize you hit 20 home runs. Was it your junior year or senior year? Yeah, junior. Yeah, I just played through my junior year. So just yeah. played through your junior year. Yeah. Dude, what was it like playing with those, like, BESR bats that were just, like, gorilla ball sticks? <laughs> you know what's funny you say that is in, in high school, actually, we had the gorilla ball sticks. And then my freshman year in college, we went from two and three quarters to two and five-eighths. It went from minus five to minus three. So I'm not trying to make my numbers sound better, but (laughs) we went from crazy, what I call crazy bats to good bats. And now they have dead bats. Now they have dead bats. They have dead bats, but good balls. We Mm -hmm. had, uh, we had good bats and, but the nineties, which was my high school, the Lance that, Berkman era where he hit like 45. Crazy bat. Yeah, those were Troy Gloss and Lance. And not that Lance needed any help, but uh, Brandon Larson, they had crazy bats. Um, yeah. So the bats were fine, but the only reason I say that is we actually thought the bats weren't great. <laughs> you, you thought know, they were? They weren't as good. Like, you know what I mean? Like our freshman year, you're like, yeah, okay. You know, they're skinny and they're yeah. heavier and – I, I guess they changed the exit below on them a little bit, you know. Um, and then what happened was I think they progressively got, even though they stayed with two and five eights and minus three, I think they kind of got, and then they eventually went to BB core, unfortunately. So um, all that to say, they were definitely, it definitely still made it a big jump from that to wood, but it was actually, there was a jump in a negative way from, like my senior year in high school mm-hmm. to my freshman year in college. No, no, that makes sense. And I, that's the first time I've ever heard that, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, now let's talk a little bit about your playing days in the SEC. Was the SEC the same or at least similar back then than what it is now with like the crazy programs, crazy facilities, players? Um, I mean, it's pretty easy to say the top five teams in the country are all from the SEC, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. I think, the, I think uh, it was, you know, I'd say the SEC and the Pac-12 were one and two when I was in the SEC. But I think, you know, the SEC has made even a bigger jump with the network. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, LSU's dominance caused everybody, which was, you know, 
I kind of came in at the end of the really what, the LSU. What year, what year were you at Tennessee? So I played 99, 2000, 2001. I think Bertman's last championship was 2000. I think yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, LSU was still LSU. But I think what happened was is the rest of the league, like, because of the passion in those fan bases, are like, wait a second here. Like, we can't just let one team run away from us. You know, Mississippi State kind of started the whole deal but never won it. And then Georgia won one. That was kind of a random kind of one-off, right, because they didn't necessarily sustain it. And then Florida and Tennessee got really good. Um, and then, but LSU was still the best. And then, you know, I think everybody else kind of looked around and went like, hey, dude, these guys are may have made the stadium's huge. The fans are showing up. Let's get it going. So I think they really got Arkansas and, you know, the whole West. And then Ole Miss hires Mike Bianco. And he had the Skip Burtman secret sauce. So he takes Ole Miss and blows it up. And then what happened was, what you see in everything in the SEC, as soon as somebody starts winning nationally and making money, the rest of the league's going to follow, you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't think, the, go ahead. I was going to say, you don't think I, – I always had the theory that SEC baseball was almost like a piggyback of SEC football because the pay the conference payouts when they started winning – because SEC football has been big for quite a while. Similar baseball. I, I don't remember the exact timeline of which bursted onto the national scene first, but I th- always thought SEC football payout money from all their BCS bowls and all the bowl games. I thought that's where baseball got its boost to jump everybody up, like you said, the Pac-12 and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, again, I think once one team started winning, which LSU started dominating the country, everybody's now forced because their fan base, their alumni are like, wait a second, dude, you know, LSU's doing it. We should be able to do it. And then, you know, South Carolina joined the party in a very big way. Um, (laughs) Vanderbilt joined the party. And really, I think when Vandy started winning, uh, the whole league went, well, wait a second, then we all could be good, right? Um, Yeah, when little Vanderbilt starts winning national championships and all that, you know, everybody. for them, yeah. Yeah. And then, think, you, then you put the conference network, and then that was gasoline on fire because now everybody's got a lot of cash in their pocket. And now you've got this deal where Kentucky has a $50 million stadium. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've never even thought about it like that. And you lived through all that, and obviously we're a lot younger. Uh, like we, we grew up watching a ton of college baseball. We didn't understand it like you probably did, you know, playing in it and also just being around the game as much or as long as you have. Now, um, talk about, like, this year's Tennessee team. And, like, let's talk about – before we talk about, like, players and things like that, let's talk about, like, what this series means to the University of Tennessee getting to host, you know, the I guess you can say the reigning national champion Vanderbilt, both top five teams in the country for the first time in probably forever. Uh, they get to host – Ever. It's the first time they've been – they've played each other top five. First yeah. Time we talked about that. We were like, there's no – I there's no way they've ever played – that's top five teams. Top like five teams. And and then on top of that, you have the probably the two best players in the country in Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter pitching at Tennessee. We saw it last week with Tennessee's fans, you know, getting chirpy and showing enthusiasm and passion. Everybody's jumping on that bandwagon right now. So what does this weekend in Knoxville kind of mean for that university and for that baseball program that Tony Vitello's built? Well, it's funny because I kind of I asked him that this morning. Um First of all, just to comment on something you said earlier, Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter are definitely the two most famous players in the sport, um, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And you could argue they're the 
they're the two most famous players in the sport. And I, I already like this guy a lot. I, I love that you're saying this. No, I don't know. I've been covering it now for almost 10 years. I don't know that there's ever been two more famous players ever, like in my time, and they're on the same team and they pitch back-to-back nights. Um, so it is a very unique – and you're talking about Dansby was pretty famous yeah, because he won – he won the most valuable player at the College World Series and as a sophomore. And then he came back um, and they went again and so uh, and lost in the finals. He was probably the most famous college player of my time covering the sport. Um, and so now you've got these two that everywhere they go, it, you would probably have sellouts. Mm-hmm. just to watch them pitch, right? For sure. But then you've got in-state rival, Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Then you've got Tennessee's best team since 05. Um, and off to their best start. You know, they haven't won four conference series in a row to start, a, to start the season since 1970. So essentially they're in unprecedented waters, okay? And I think uh, my junior year we finished ranked fourth, and Helton's junior year they finished ranked fourth that's the highest ranking Tennessee's ever had ever. So um, Tennessee is in total at the very least, the top of the, their, their level they've ever been. It is April, but still, and, and then you've got these two superstars. So it's, it's the biggest home regular season series in the history of school. I don't, and I just set that up like that to try not to be like, I'm calling the games and it's on our network. Like, if I don't care if it wasn't on our network and I wasn't calling the games, I think they're the biggest games that's ever been played at the university of Tennessee in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So now are you calling the games? I didn't realize that. Yeah. I've got Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Who are you with? Who are you partnered with? I'm with Clay Mathic. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be me and Dave, but he's got me and Dave Neal, but he's got a, uh, he got put on a spring football game. So it's me and Clay Mathic. So are you driving down there? Or are you doing it virtual through zoom? Cause I know like- everything, be, everything will be right here. This is okay. Oh, there's, there's my deal right there. Oh, nice. Nice, yeah. nice, so, nice. Well, I'd like to be in the building. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Question. Yeah. So we, we said something, I think it was like Sunday night or Monday, basically saying if I'm the University of Tennessee. So this was like more my mindset, but Ben and I talked about it. We agreed on our one of our last podcasts. If I was Tennessee, I'm opening the stadium and I'm basically paying all the fines. I'm saying, you know what? opportunities like this don't come around very often. Let's open the stadium up, whatever yeah. social distancing guidelines, whatever protocols we need to do, put them in and let's, let's rock this place out. Because well, they're doing some of that. They, they put, they're going to put in a brink. They're putting in a, more seats down the right field line. I haven't heard about left field, but they're going to like, they're trying not to say a percentage, mm-hmm. but you know, just between us, I know nobody else is going to watch this. Um, <laughs> I'd say and this isn't this didn't come from the school, so mm-hmm. but I'd say it's going to be seventy five percent. Like, yeah, I'd be shocked if there's not. So, if capacity there's forty five hundred or four grand, I'd be I'd be shocked if there's not somewhere between twenty five hundred and three thousand people. Have you seen the <laughs> ticket prices going this weekend? Yeah, it's like three hundred bucks. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what it's all about, right there. Yeah, and, uh, and let me tell you, have you guys seen the Lindsey Nelson Legends? That would be right up y'all's alley. Have you not seen? No. Oh, we just oh, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're the ones down right behind first base. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. I love them. 
<laughs> so they, they got follow them on Twitter. They're, they're like, it's like at ball creatures. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, a local radio guy in town. That's a buddy of mine had him on his show this week. The four guys that started it. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're as funny as you think they would be, but so like two or three of them are from like the Northeast and came down to Tennessee for school. So they're like, they grew up in that culture of just like crushing the opponents <laughs> um, but they do have some guidelines because you can imagine, you know, 2021, like you can't just like let it rip on people. You know what I mean? So there is, I think it's more of like, I'm sure it's not all friendly, but I think it's very, they try to be really witty and, you yeah. know, that kind of deal. Yeah. But uh, I'm not trying to say there it's all uh, rainbows and butterflies, but I'm very interested to see this week. It's going to be ratcheted up. Even mm-hmm. like those kids, Friday night, Kumar on the mound, it's going to be off the chart. And I'm really interested to see how Kumar responds because Kumar's got some fire in his belly. So I'm can very you, interested to see that. Can you please put in a request from me? Show a lot of angle when Kumar, if you ever run around first and they're picking off, you've got that camera angle because they yeah. literally, they pop up right in the behind the camera. Like, right oh, they're right there. Yes. They're right there. And we've already got it in. Like the producer knows we want a lot of ball creatures. So they're yes. going to be on. We, we just, on. we just tapped into the uh, Tennessee fan base this past week. And it felt like we, we've had pretty much following from every SEC school and Tennessee was like one of the last ones. And, those guys are enjoyable on Twitter, man. They get passionate about it. And I did don't you, know. Did you hear Maneri's comments after they left? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. And I was like, and, and that goes back to the whole thing that's happening with South Carolina. And everyone is all over Ray Tanner right now about, you know, their policing or their criteria, their fans, because they're getting really angry about what qualifies as fair heckling and positive atmosphere at um founders park and so they've had a big old ordeal over there and when ray tanner said that i'm like are we forgetting like the where like where we're what was his from? quote I'm the quote what did he say maneri no no tanner oh so he basically said we have not kicked anybody out um we support heckling and they were talking about the rowdy roosters um and he was like, we didn't kick anybody out. And then somebody said there were some, you know, comments that were not, they were very offensive. And then everyone was like, that never happened. And like 10 people got kicked. So it was like a, a lot of misinformation like said, flying yeah. around. So I didn't know exactly, but they did show that somebody was getting kicked out. And because you remember the Florida series, they were yeah. walking down the third base line, doing all this stuff. Right. And they were, and it was like, dude, this is, the, this is the, what it's all about. If you can handle it, great. If you can't, just, just stay away from it. That's it's what cool. I well, you guys have a lot of players that watch this. So mm-hmm. let me just say to the players, I have been heckled to the point of, like, <laughs> can't believe some of the things people have said to me, okay? <laughs> and I can tell you some really funny stories. I remember a guy on a Thursday Thursday in Baltimore. I was playing left field my rookie year. And I was one for my last – 17 or something and let me tell you something when you're one for 17 in the big leagues and you're playing left field you're there's pretty much nothing in your life that you're not questioning at that point like it's a lonely place to be okay and then you got a just a completely drunk 22 year old screaming at you about how terrible you are you know you gotta care about your feeling at all okay and so you're for you're, you've got this moment like how am i going to handle this and I would just tell you that if you personalize hecklers, they will love you. 
They will absolutely love you. And so there was a pitching change and this dude's just wearing me out. And I turned around and, and when I turned around, I became a human to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I turned around and he just, Bark, you're the, I can't believe you're in the big leagues. I can't believe they play you in the big leagues. And I, he goes, do you think you'll hit 200 this year? And I looked at him and I go, I don't know, man, I'm gonna have to get hot. And he cracked up laughing. He thought that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and next thing you know, it was, I had my own cheering section. Like, you got a whole fan bit, yeah. Like, burr, burr. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and I'll give you one more. Uh, when I was in Gwinnett in AAA, so yep. I'd been in the big leagues for a while, and I was with the Padres, and I got released, and the Braves picked me up. I'm in AAA. So here I am in AAA for the Braves. And I'm playing outfield. I'm 30 years old and I'm in the minor leagues. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know what I mean? And I'm having a bad game. And it was like student night or like college night down the left field line. All Georgia, all the Georgia kids. And they knew me as the guy that hit the home run to beat the Braves. Okay. So they're this guy's destroying me. Okay. He's like, I knew you'd be nothing. You got so lucky. Like, I can't believe we even like, I can't believe you could hit a home run. I mean, he's just killing me. <laughs> so I just kind of had enough. So I ran in the dugout, you know, after the end of the inning, I ran in the yeah. dugout and I signed the ball and I said, Hey man, it's a beautiful night. It looks like you're with some pretty cool friends. I hope you guys are having fun. Enjoy the game. And I come out and I run right at him and he's thinking, what's this dude? About well, to do? You know, right at so I come out, I toss him the ball and just turn and run to left field. I just say, hey, man, you. Toss him the ball, ran out. So I'm kind of fish-eyeing him, like, as I'm playing catch. I'm, like, kind of fish-eyeing him. And he's like. <laughs> he's like, where's the joke here, huh? He's like, and he starts, I see him showing his buddies. And he's like, bird, bird, yeah, <laughs> And, again, the rest of the game, they were my boys. So I would just tell you, like, don't take yourself too seriously. They're really not mad at you. They don't hate you. They're just you're just a uniform and a number. Like they're the, they're just have there fun to with it. Impress their friends. That's all it is. Yeah, they're just trying to impress right. their friends. And it really, it's like when somebody plays tag. Like if you just stand there and let them tag you, like the game's over. You know. Yeah. So yeah. like once you become friends with them, they kind of have no more outs. But if you antagonize them, that's, that's not when it, go that's well. when it stirs the pot a little bit. <laughs> um, and so I know you're. Uh, you're a little short on time here, so we got to get you wrapped up here in like the next five yeah. minutes or so. Hold on, let me give you one more. Okay, Lance yeah. Berkman. Lance Berkman, my favorite player of all time. I'm okay, listening. So you, I could tell you, Lance Berkman. We could do our own podcast on Lance Berkman's story. <laughs> but when Lance Berkman played left field in Wrigley Field, they used to put Fat Elvis. They'd hold Fat Elvis mm-hmm. signs up and have Twinkies all around his face. Okay, and they would just scream at him, Berkman, you fat. I don't know, you know, just crush him. So. One day there's a pitching change and Berkman turned around and he goes, Hey, you. And the guy's like, what? He goes, throw me one. They're like a Twinkie. He's like, yeah, throw me one. So they took it off the, <laughs> off the poster board, threw him a Twinkie. He opened it up and ate it in left field during, during the pitching change. And it was that they were his favorite player. Every time we came to Houston, they were his favorite player. Just eat the Twinkie. That's, that's it. That's all you got to do. You just got to eat it. That's amazing. I, I mean, that's hey, one of those moments. That, that, that's like, awesome. Hey, let's get these uh, picks, picks in. Yeah, so we're going to do a quick little weekend pick them. I know you're not probably allowed to pick the uh, Vanderbilt-Tennessee game. I know where you would probably lean that way. So we've actually filled it in with a bonus Wait, wait, wait. Uh, 
the first question you as as uh, if you're calling the game and you have if you show a bias, they they freak out. Um, I don't really worry about like I get hyped. Like, trust me, if Kumar punches out seventeen, I'm gonna be hyped. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But if Tennessee just, hit the walkout three on homer, you're gonna lose I'm it gonna too. Be if I was calling. <laughs> If I was calling Abilene Christian versus Texas this weekend and Abilene Christian balled out, I'd be hyped. I love the sport. I love the game. I, so, it, it, you know, I, I don't worry about what people, how people view my interactions because I, 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 I'm very confident in the fact that I call it no matter who, what the jersey is. So yeah, you're just there for excitement. I, yeah, I love that. I love so that. The, uh, the five series that we're going to have, we're going to start with um, the worst team in college baseball, Versus the second worst team in college baseball. We have Mississippi Valley State, who's 0-13 with like a negative 169 run differential. Facing Alabama A&M, who's 2-14 with like a negative 145 run differential. Um, I'm blind picking here because there's no like streaming service. Quick background. Quick background inside. So we do a bottom 10 ranking. Mm -hmm. Um, Similar to – so I got the idea – a couple like a month ago, ESPN's been doing it for college football for years. Yeah, and yeah. they clown them like they write like jokes and like everyone's like they're the worst team. Let's make let's make some fun of it. And we were like, dude, we got to do a college baseball bottom ten. But except we hype these teams up, we get so, and we hype them up, hype them up. So Mississippi like, Valley State blocked us on Twitter, right? So we were like, we screenshotted and we we're like, dude, you're gonna block us. We'll then play better and you won't be on there because we want to take you off this list. But for now, you're on it. And a week later, they unblocked us. And everyone started, like, saying Mississippi Valley. Like, come on, let's uh, go. Like, kind of we, have a whole, we have a whole, like, cult following for Mississippi Valley fans here. Oh, so, that's so that's where uh, that's where my pick's going to be. Is Alabama and them the Aggies? Yeah. Um, the Aggies. No, Bulldogs. Oh, Bulldogs, yep. Bulldogs, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I was no, going to no. go with them just because I knew their nickname, but I guess I know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, if you're going with A&M, it's the Aggie. Yeah, no, oh, no, no. They're the Panthers. Panthers. Wait, who's the Aggies? Somebody's the Aggies. Um, I know Texas A&M is, but I feel like somebody in the swag is the Aggies. I don't know. Uh, I can't think of any. But okay. if you like mascots, Mississippi Valley State, they're the Delta Devils. And that's who I'm picking. I'm taking Mississippi Valley State. I think they're going to get off the schneid here. They're going to be ready. They just scored nine runs in their last game. They're hot. Give me the Delta Devils two out of three. Okay. And you're going with the Delta Devils. Uh, you, go next, uh, me, you go next, Demetri. You go next. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going with Alabama A&M. But last week, it's such a good feeling seeing one of these teams, like, you know, move up or get out of these rankings. Northern Colorado player DM'd us and said, it's about damn time we're out of the bottom 10. This is awesome. And I was like, dude, let's go. This is what it's all about. We just want to get you out of these rankings. That's but, awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with Alabama A&M. I think Mississippi Valley State is just in a hole that they're not getting out of. Yeah, I'm going to go Alabama, Alabama A&M, too. I'll take uh, – I'll say two out of three. Two out of three. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, next series here, we got Stanford at Arizona State. I'm going to go – I'm going to go with a little underdog pick here. I know Stanford's playing good ball and they're ranked, um, but I'm going to go Arizona State. I like them at home. Um, I don't. I couldn't tell you exactly why. I haven't seen many many Pac-12 games this year because their streaming services suck. But um, I'm gonna go Arizona State. Give me give me the Devils back to back picks. Got the Sun Devils and the Delta Devils. So Stanford has they they're like one. They remind me of some of the old Stanford teams. 
you look at their lineup, you look at their roster, they don't have a bunch of star power, but they just have dudes who just battle at the plate, who just throw strikes, who can compete when the game's on the line. Um, last week with UCLA, they were able to start off hot. They scored runs early. Um, they do have some juice in the middle of the lineup. Arizona State is very similar in that aspect. They have not a big, a lot of big names. They lost Torkelson. They lost their star power guy, Bishop. Um, but I think, I think Stanford's on, like, I think they're one of those teams. They don't have the spotlight on them yet. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of barking, a lot of background noise, but you know, it's getting <laughs> hyped up for my pick. Everyone's getting excited for my pick here. Cause I'm going with Stanford Cardinal. I'm going Stanford too. Um, it kind of feels like uh, Dave Esker has got that deal on pretty solid footing. Um, Agreed. I like their pitching ahead of Arizona State's. So I'll, I'll go with the Cardinal two out of three, the fighting Kyle Petersons. <laughs> got to do it for KP. Yeah. All right. So um, moving on, we got uh, Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss. Southern Miss is at Louisiana Tech here. I'm going to just – Go with another underdog, man. I think Louisiana Tech's playing some of the best baseball we've seen a mid-major play in a while. But um, Southern Miss lost three out of four at their home field against Louisiana Tech. They're going to come in with a mission. I mean, I've been a part of these teams that, you know, you lose one series, it's easy to bounce. Or it's it's hard to win back-to-back series against the same team. I'm going with Southern Miss. I just think there's a little bit of magic with that team. The Conference USA as a whole is, is loaded up this year. So um, I, I think it's just hard to win a rivalry series twice in one season. So, um, it's a four-game series, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, it, it's possible 2-2 two, two split. But I went with that same strategy, Ben, with the Oregon-Oregon State. I was like, no way Oregon State lose the series again to Oregon. And what do we know? They got freaking swept. Mm-hmm. And so, that strategy didn't work out so well. <laughs> um, uh, but I think, you know what? They're, they're back at the Love Shack. Louisiana Tech's comfortable there. They have a rowdy fan. Um and Southern Miss, I think Southern Miss comes in a little too amped up, too tight, like if you will. Like they're just, they're just like that. We have to win this series. There's too much pressure on them for it. And I think Louisiana Tech still playing really loose. Fincher's gonna get them off to a hot start. I think he wins game one. Um, if it doesn't split two two, I think Louisiana Tech will take three. But I'm looking at a two two split here. So, so I'm going with your... Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Thanks. Tech. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So two two splits a push. Yeah, but we're just. So gonna... I'm I'm going, but my pick is going to be Louisiana Tech, but I will not be surprised if it's a two-two split. Yeah. So there's push an option in a four-game series. If you want, if you want, it's a pick. Push. I mean, it's a it's pick. A push. Yeah, it's a pick. I'm going uh, push. Uh, I'm going to. I, I think they split those two games. I mean, those four games. Uh, I'm going to go. I, I just. I think. I like Ben's point. Um, I do like the fact that La Tech's at home, but I think I think Southern Miss finds out finds a way to get get a couple of those games. Um, do we know why they're playing four? That's just that's just conference USA. USA. So because you play everybody plays somebody twice, and you yeah. Play so times. for example, Charlotte and Old Dominion, they're both obviously top twenty-five in D one's ranking. Yeah. Next week, starting next Friday, they play eight straight games against each other. Four wow. and four. Yeah, it's going to no be. No midweeks, just eight straight, four-game series back-to-back weekend, home and away. And so I'm wondering where Conference USA came up with the idea of playing Friday, doubleheader, Saturday, and Sunday. Because I think 
I think that's that's just tough, man, for your for your best team because the yeah. whole point of your conference is to get at large. You want your yeah, best team to get at large, and that kind of even though it's, it's not bad for their RPI though. Yeah, no, it's not, but it it's, it sets it up really hard for your team yeah, to succeed. I would yeah. agree. I that's agree. Um, all right, so moving on. I'll take push. The, push. I'll take a push. Push. Yeah, that's a good okay. pick. That's a good pick. Uh, second to last series here, we got Oklahoma State and TCU. I'm gonna go ahead and take TCU here. I think they're the more complete team. Um, I think talent-wise, they're about neck and neck, um, but I think the talent's spread out differently. Um, I like TCU. I like their bullpen. I think their pitching's better. And if I remember correctly, they're at home. And I don't remember yeah, that. that okay, TCU. They are. okay that TCU. I'm going to take the home team in those, like, you know, toss-up series. So give me TCU. All right, Berg, I'm going to make you go first. You've been following my last one, two, three picks. You've <laughs> had the exact same mindset as me. So I'm going to make you go first this time. Okay. I'm going to go with TCU. Um, I, I, I think TCU is back. I think the Big 12 in general is an interesting conference this year because I think, and you guys can hold me to this in June, I think the Big 12 is going to have more teams in Omaha than the ACC. I agree with that. Uh, I think I can agree with that. I, I, I like the Big 12, uh, the top four in the Big 12. And mm-hmm. – um, I wouldn't be surprised if three of those four are in Omaha. Um, so Texas is playing as good as anybody in the country right now. Texas Tech's offense is obscene. Uh, and um, TCU seems to have their swagger back. I mean, that you know, you just kind of like – That Luton magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarlo's got the pitching staff rolling. They're getting enough offense. You know, TCU's never built on slugging. You know what I mean? But they're getting – Plenty of offense. And uh, did you play so with Kirk Sarlos on the Astros? Yeah, Sarlos was my Sarlos and I got drafted same draft class. Played Team USA together. Oh wow! Yeah, that's nice. my homeboy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I like I like Russell Smith. I like Austin Crobb. I like you know I like what they're getting, um, you know, from their pitching staff. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with TCU over Okie State in a very competitive series. I'm actually going with Oklahoma State. I think they have played a pretty tough schedule with Vanderbilt, Texas Tech, and then they kind of got it to a little softer part of their schedule last couple of weeks. Um, I think Oklahoma State, they're just a bunch of big boomers. They they hit bomb. They hit, like, I mean, they have a – I forgot what that guy's name. He plays football for Oklahoma State. And he also he's already hit, I think, three balls over the center field score, uh, batter's eye. And you know how big that thing is that – yeah, uh, Bray, Cameron Bray, yeah. I think it's huge. And, um, Oklahoma State, I think their pitching is good enough to Incarnacion Strand. Incarnacion Strand, is that who you're talking about? No, no that's the other guy. He mashes baseballs off their building in left field. <laughs> um, they they did have big boppers. That's that's what they're built on. I think it's the long ball. Um, no, they, they are. Uh, yeah. But I think Oklahoma State just keeps up offensively because their pitching staff is built to, you know, bend but not break in most of these um, so far from what we've seen. So I'm going with the pokes. All right. And then the last little series here before we let you go, Berkey, is uh, (laughs) Ole Miss travels to Mississippi State, which is probably in reality a bigger series than Vanderbilt, Tennessee, which is crazy to think about. But just for the in-state pride and the, the traditions both of those teams have had over the last 20 years and even like 40 years for Mississippi State, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Mississippi State, but I would not be surprised one bit 
if Ole Miss went into that series and, and took two out of three. But I'm going to go with Mississippi State's bullpen. Uh, Rowdy Jordan's hot at the plate right now. Um, he's somebody that is like a key to starting that offense, him and Tanner Allen. I think Mississippi State puts it together this weekend, and I think uh, they win two out of three. But it's going to be a very close competitive series. Yeah, I mean, Mississippi State has um, has been rolling on offense in general. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, uh, Cameron James and Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen have all really, really been hot. Mississippi State, I don't have the number in front of me, has absolutely owned Ole Miss in the mm-hmm. last, like, five yes, years. They like, do. It's been, been kind of crazy how much they've owned Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming off two straight series losses, Florida and Arkansas. Yep. So because Mississippi State's red hot, because they're playing at home, and because they own Ole Miss – I'm going to take Ole Miss. <laughs> I, dude, that is the that I love those kind of picks, but they just go against everything that mm-hmm. they just talked about. And they just That's make right. the other pick. I For love all it. those really strong reasons why Mississippi State should <laughs> win, I'm going to pick Ole Miss. So I'm on the fence here. I think when when Ole Miss lost Tim Elko, it was like, damn, that hurts. But dude, Kale Baker showed up in a big way already. He, I've loved that guy. He's like my Kenny Powers of college baseball. Yeah, just big body build, long hair, and just and he can hit. He can hit, and I think people forget sometimes because he was, you know, kind of out of hurt and all that stuff. But dude, Mississippi State pitching staff, man. If they get the ball, if if Landon Sims gets the ball in the seventh inning with the lead, it's over. It's over. He's something else. It's man. Over. So. I'm going with Mississippi State here to take two out of three. That's a good pick. So, but that was fun. Um, Berkey, yeah. man, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah. I know wait, we wait, t- wait, 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 Ben. You got to get on air, live air, Vanderbilt, Tennessee. Who are you taking? He, I don't think he's allowed to pick that because he's calling the game. That's what I was going to No, no, right. no. No, he doesn't have to pick, but I want to hear your picks on air. Oh, I'm taking, uh, I'm on the, mm, I'm going to take Vanderbilt. I'm going to be smart about this pick. <laughs> Don't no go with your heart. Go with your back. mind. Yeah, <laughs> I almost did it. I almost took Tennessee. So I went against Tennessee last week against Florida. I thought so. I'm gonna go make my pick here, and I'm going with Tennessee. You're crazy. I think the ball. I, I I am crazy. Call me crazy. I know I'm crazy, but sometimes things are just bigger than sports, Ben. I think this is the weekend where Tennessee just loses their mind. They get it done, and everyone just jumps on the ball bandwagon. Is it safe to say that I think most people are rooting for Tennessee this weekend? Like, people are kind of tired of Vandy. It kind of gets that, like, Golden State Warriors vibe where it was fun to root for them, like, the little guys, and then they win a couple national championships, and it's like, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's root for somebody else now. Like, we're a little tired of I, I'm literally picking Tennessee not because I think they're the better team or they're going to win. I'm picking Tennessee because I want them to win. I want them to win too, and you know the Ben Upton jinx. It worked and, last and, week and, with Florida. And I, I, I'm, I'm going with the. I'm going to look so smart on Sunday when Tennessee win, but I'm picking them because well, I want them to win. Tennessee can win Sunday, but I don't know if they're winning Friday and Saturday. I don't think I don't think Vanderbilt loses two series in a row. That's my I, biggest thing. I, what if I said this? Kumar comes back and wins it. Jack Leiter loses his first SEC series on Saturday. Vols win on Sunday. They take the series. That would be incredible. Now, I think there's a much likelier chance that Vanderbilt just goes in there and sweeps than Tennessee wins two out of three. Would you agree or disagree? 
Uh, I, there, I, I do not see Vanderbilt going in there and sweeping. I do think Tennessee might be getting a, might be a little too amped up, a little too tight, because I think the pressure is on ten. No, the pressure is on Vanderbilt. To well, yeah, get- no, I agree. The pressure is on Vanderbilt because to get back on track. Yeah, to get back on track, losing back to back series, back to back weekend series is not. And what nobody they want. expects Tennessee to win. Nobody expects Tennessee to win. Nobody expects think- them to win, but everybody wants them to win. Exactly. So I think that's where they had that little mojo so where it might come into play and they win that closed game to win the series. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. But anyways, like if you guys haven't noticed, our free Zoom knocked out. So uh, we we couldn't finish up with Berkey, but we thought he was a great guest, man. He was telling those funny stories. Super good guy. You guys be sure to like tune in to him on um, this weekend. He's going to be calling the Vanderbilt-Tennessee game like we just talked about. I mean, he's like one of my favorite guests we've had. He's super intelligent about the sport fun relaxed you know took the time out of his day to do this and uh definitely appreciate him a lot for it now there's a ton of series this weekend that we'd love to break down but we just focused on these five the five most important ones or i guess six technically and um but you guys have fun watching these games this weekend we'll be active on twitter once again so you guys follow us broke ten thousand followers earlier in the week so it's a big step for us but we're not done we're gonna keep growing this thing keep spreading that college baseball coverage that we know you guys all want. And uh, if you ever think anything that we could do better, if you want to see more of, just let us know. Um, we're uh, we're definitely open for any kind of, what do you call it? Um, any kind of, help me finish here, Dimitri. Feedback. Is that the right word? Feedback. Critique. Critique. critique feedback. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Close your boat. There we go. Yeah. Brain's kind of going dumb right now. But uh, anyways, appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be back on Sunday night to recap this weekend. Thank <laughs> you.